Hey, Simis, welcome to a very special episode on the So This My Wife podcast. Now, if you don't know who I am, I'm Lingya, the host and producer of this podcast. And today I thought to be doing something a little bit different. Now, in past episodes, you always hear me interviewing someone else and we go through the entire life story, beginning normally with what were you like as a child and how did that influence you growing up? To essentially the same three main questions I ask every one of them. Do you feel like you found your why? What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? And what do you think are the most important qualities of a successful person? Now, over time, I've met a number of you who do listen to this podcast. So thank you for firstly following my journey and the journey of other people who've been featured here. And also for even reaching out and telling me how you found this podcast and how it's affected how you've thought and live your life. Now, as I've been having these conversations with you, I realized that a number of you have also asked what I do how life has been like since I left law and really more the behind the scenes of what it takes to run Steamy. So I'm doing these kind of little episodes more like an experiment. Every now and then I'm going to be releasing mini solo episodes. So yes, you get just me talking into the mic and I'll be telling you a little about what I've been doing, what I've learned, and hopefully those are things that you will find helpful as well. Now, if you've been following me on LinkedIn, you know that I just came back from one and a half weeks in Singapore where I met a lot of guests who were on the podcast and also upcoming guests. A sample of those guests include the managing directors of Google and Zoom Asia, the founder of Channel News Asia, the editor at Tech in Asia, the ex-senior director of Kinakunia EPAC, the founder of an international Michelin star chain of restaurants and hotels, the third generation owner of a hundred year old eight touch shop in Singapore and so much more. Now, these are tremendously successful people from literally all walks of life. But when you have 40 conversations to span of one and a half weeks, you do tend to see some common threads that tend to crop up in these conversations. And five in particular really stood out. Firstly, hard work for all of them is a given. You just have to put in the hours. It doesn't matter if you aren't the best or born the brightest, but you have to pay your dues and keep paying them. There's no such thing as work-life balance if you want success, and they probably don't want it either. Second, luck has had a huge part to play in their careers. Without luck, they would have never gotten to where they are today. Third, the importance of reinvention. Now, this lesson I derived from the owner of the 100-year-old shop, because you see, we spent our entire conversation talking about rebranding. They're 100 years old. The kind of packaging that they use, the layout of the shop is pretty outdated when you're trying to appeal to the younger generation, the Gen Zs, the Gen Alphas. So they took a really courageous step before the pandemic. They decided to redo the entire shop layout, the packaging, the logo, the looks, the colors, things like green, they took away because green is a big no-no in Chinese companies. It signifies the underworld. It was a huge risk, but when they launched, they saw immediate exponential increases in their revenue. And I thought, gosh, this is an incredible story. And I definitely want to feature this on Steamy. Now, the fourth point is always stay curious. No matter how successful you are, no matter what you do, be curious, always want to learn because the most important and biggest investment you can make is in yourself. And finally, I learned, don't view your relationships as replaceable. One upcoming guest he mentioned how growing up, he always found career success to come very easily. And when he did have those career successes, they were huge successes. 
the problem we find in career success so easy, of course, is that he saw relationships as replaceable. He didn't cherish them, and now, years later, he looks back with regret and wishes he had done it differently. So those are the five main takeaways I have. And another update I'd like to give is that I've also been filming two very exciting in-person interviews. The first is with Pristine, the founder of Malaysian Pay Gap and Disappearing Jobs. Now, if you don't already know, Malaysian Pay Gap or MPG is pretty much the most viral and popular Instagram page related to Malaysian wages. You get a wide range of people submitting details about their jobs how much they're earning, their bonuses, their OTs, their benefits, how they got those jobs, what it's really like working there. Sometimes they ask for advice as well and also offer to help other people to do the same thing that they have done. This is really helpful because most times when we apply for jobs, we don't know what the industry standard is. And because we don't know, we are unable to properly negotiate and seek for what we are truly worth. Now, while we know that Malaysian pay gap offers tremendous value to Malaysians both local and overseas, it is quite a different story when you are the person running that platform. And for that, we have Pristine, and she is going to tell us how this platform came about, why it's really like running it behind the scenes, and also how she balances it with her existing work, her passion at superior jobs, how she's built her portfolio of work, and advice for other people seeking to do the same. Now, the second guest that's coming on is also someone that most of you might be familiar with. His name is Dominic Puticherry, and a year ago, I wrote a post about Dominic that went viral. Dominic grew up as a family friend of Lee Kuan Yew. His family was very political, and they would constantly be talking about Indonesia's fight for independence, India's fight for independence, and also China's fight against the Japanese imperial force. His father was even sentenced to death by the Japanese for being a linguist, and was later captured alongside the Sultan of Johor, tied back to back and left for three days without food. Dominic's mother refused to leave the Kempentai's office without seeing his dad and she pleaded with officers to the point where the Japanese agreed to commute Dominic's father's sentence. Now Dominic himself was also very very interested and involved in politics when he was young to the point where Lee Kuan Yew himself would have weekly meetings with him and encouraged him personally to join the PAP. Which Dominic did. Dominic was president at the 1954 inauguration of PAP. He also witnessed Lee Kuan Yew becoming the first prime minister and also organized mass rallies. However, came Operation Cold Storm in 1963, where Lee Kuan Yew decided to detain 113 alleged communists and supporters, including Dominic and his brother James. Dominic was moved from prison to prison and eventually released, only on condition that he signed a pledge to quit politics and be banished from Singapore. That is when Dominic transitioned to become a lawyer. As you can imagine, Dominic has an epic story. He has lived through some of the biggest nation-building events in our history. And if you want a first-hand account of two countries being formed, then this will be the episode for you. So if you're excited, do drop me an email at sothismaway at gmail.com with your questions for both Dominic and Pristine. You only have one day so please do send them in and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. See you this coming Sunday because we'll get back on track with another proper episode with Steamy's very first bamboo architect. Have a great week.